stories we can tell. So glad you stumbled upon the show. I'm Jim McGinnis, and I guess I'm the perpetrator of all this. Good morning. I'm Jim McGinnis, and I hope this finds you well. Um, I wrote a book a while back called Tending to the Past, and a reflection, the reflections of an American history teacher. Um, I'm not sure you knew what you were getting yourself into when you opened the cover, but um, in the name of shameless promotion, I started a Facebook page, tending to the past. Um, it wasn't so much that I wanted you to buy the book. It was that I, I wanted you to read the book. And um, I think that desire still still endures today. Um, I opened up this page again because I believe that the time is right to revisit a lot of the points I tried to make intending to the past. It's not only right, it's critical. Um, and today folks are shocked by the history that they don't know. You know, it, uh, it reminds me of a Gary Larson's cartoon um, about the cows having an epiphany. They raise their heads from the pasture. Hey, this is grass we're eating. Grass. Anyway, I've been quiet long enough and the tending page is up and running again. And I hope it helps you steer through the quagmire that is our present. Um, thought I'd share with you a little bit from the preface. Um, what is this America? Frost said it's hard to see, for within or without. Why do you suppose that is? Oftentimes we see it in bits and pieces in the rear view mirror as we go speeding by. Oh, that's America. Who are we anyway? At times we seem to be a mere collection of splintered enclaves. Other times we appear to be like Wynton Marsalis's New Orleans, a place with diverse ethnic groups stewed into a musky bowl of gumbo. We don't always like each other, trust each other, or treat each other fairly. But here we are, as the jazz man said, improvising. American history is the range of human life, the beauty and the ugliness, the city and the country, the haves and the have-nots, the happy and the sad, the missionary and the drunk, the visionary and the fool. Jefferson's proposition is sewn into the fabric of our society. American idea, the American idea, the belief in human liberty and equality as the foundation for this country should always be the centerpiece for any discussion of life in America. The idea permeates not only the examinations of our economic and political development, but also the culture, especially the culture. Uh, Things have developed here that could have never developed anywhere in the world. The literature, the art, and the music are all interwoven in this American idea. Louis Armstrong can teach us about this nation, as well as Thomas Edison and Bill Gates. The radical notions of freedom and equality are manifested in the drama and creative tensions of American life. When we talk about the value of history, 
To be sure, we hope to learn from our mistakes, to use our experiences as guides for future decision-making, but the value of history manifests itself in many other ways. Just as the individual is constituted by his or her past, so is the community and the nation. The past struggles of men and women can show us how to live, and how not to live for that matter. History teaches us about people who live responsible, courageous, interesting lives. I think my students have heard that a few times. Of course, there are plenty of cheaters and scoundrels and buffoons to talk about and idiots. In the unique case of America, a nation built upon the idea of individual freedom and equality, and I'm not afraid of repeating myself, by the way, we are drawn to the stories of men and women who expressed, defended, or furthered the idea, for it defines us as individuals and connects us to our civilization. It's the pioneer finding his way through the wilderness, the musician finding his own sound, the woman sitting down when the world kept telling her to get up. We need to remember for the sake of remembering. Reading or hearing about someone with memory loss makes me shudder. A great fear I share with millions of aging Americans is the prospect of my body outliving my mind. I think they're in a dead heat right now. But seriously, it's terrifying. Amnesia leaves a person floating without any connection to anyone or anything. He lives on with a blank slate, no successes, no failures, no relationships, no birthdays or Christmases, nothing. Christopher Hitchens put me onto this. He went on and said, when we lose someone that's close to us, part of the grief lies in the loss of a person who knew us. Losing a loved one takes some of you with him. He knew your humor, your moods, your strengths and weaknesses, your fidelities and flaws. He's gone and he took a part of you. And so it is when we forget, when we lose a part of our past, we lose a part of ourselves, and so it is with this nation. Remembering, though, is no easy road to travel. The price we pay is nearly as high as the cost of forgetting. It can be too painful, too humiliating, too shameful, and so we choose to forget. There are young people today, though, who walk around with some vague sense of anger and some don't even know why. It's rooted in something far deeper than our contemporary experiences. They are detached, if you will, from the civil rights movement because they have no historical recollection of the long fight for justice. The outrage expressed by some of the modern activists rings strangely hollow. Um, because they too are disconnected from the stream of American history. People without a personal sense of history cannot see themselves as a link in the chain. If a young woman really knew the story of Alice Paul, how could she not make the effort to vote? On the other hand, so many other Americans are strangely insensitive to the rights of others because they've been cut off from the narrative. They don't know the story. When we do take the time to learn, and this is what's happening a lot um, 
today. Uh, we are often guilty of taking historical events right out of context, which skews our understanding of the events and the characters involved. We just drop into a story, making no effort to grasp the complexity of the circumstances. I'm not looking for excuses, I'm looking for understanding. The founders spoke in present tense. They knew their own shortcomings, but they embraced an expansive notion of liberty and equality. If we don't nurture that concept by learning the beginnings, how can we hope to create a perception of expanding freedom and justice? Just a question. America may be more than the collective wisdom of the founders, but that is to say that the house is more than the foundation. Sure it's more, but it isn't less. Sure as hell isn't less. America would do well to reconnect with its founding. We need to learn more of it, especially the beginnings. The words of Jefferson and Payne are as fresh and new as the morning today. Near the end of the movie Field of Dreams, James Earl Jones gives a stirring soliloquy. He describes America as a place that steamrolls over its past over and over again, and sadly I concur. But the secret to finding the meaning and purpose of this republic can't be found in reinventing America, but in rediscovering it. This is Jim McGinnis, and Welcome back to Tending to the Past. I'll see you. Fair winds.